0: Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast this week. I'm joined by Birdie. Hello, how's it going? Forty.
1: What's up, fellas?
0: And him. User. <laughs> and your host, Hamish, here. Um, now, this week, it's going to be reviews, a couple of news items, junior rep previews, and then a re- uh, preview of the top three games. Grades, sorry. Um, how was that? Team list Tuesday, done and dusted, got the team list out. Not everything we wanted, but we'll get to that a bit later. So let's jump into the reviews first. In the SG Ball, New Zealand Warriors trounce the Parramatta Eels 42-22. to 22. Tri-scorers for the SG Ball Eels was Joshua Tupolotto and Tutonu Jr. Wright with a brace as well, and then Josh Chappell three off the boot. Um, did we get any reports back from there, guys? Bit too, bit too far to go across the drink.
1: Yeah, the, the, um, the only quick report I got back... It was back, tight Yeah, it was a really rough weekend, actually, of the scheduling, but um, the only report I got back was that they were pretty awful, which is what you could see reflected in the scoreline. Um, yeah, so that's unfortunate. And it leaves them sort of sitting mid-range on the table, I believe, because they, they've had two wins and three losses, I think. Is that right?
0: Yeah, they're still in... I think they were running ninth last week, so they're still well in the chase, but they have to start winning a little bit.
1: It was always going to be an interesting game to get a gauge on, though, because we don't really know what the Warriors would look like in the SG ball. This is their inception year, so I'm not sure how they're travelling on the table in general, but they're usually very strong in the juniors, and obviously we did not travel well.
0: All right, let's go to Harold Matthews. Another upset, I don't know if I'd say upset, actually, because Manly were running first in this competition, but much too strong for the Eels. 30-18, to 18. Josh uh, tri-scorers is Joshua Al-Hazim. The brace and Leale Loto and J- su- su- Suliasi Argo, I think they mean Aho and Suliasi Aho kicked a, uh, <laughs> a conversion. So, uh, spell check needed there. Uh, but four tries and only 18 points. That's
1: that always hurts, doesn't it? When you're, you're missing off the tee,
0: I saw our second half from uh, I think it was 60s. It was a little bit of a capitulation there, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, um, we uh, hang we were out there. Yeah, I was out there. Yeah, I don't know, but Sixty said that we were actually up a man for the second half, and we just fell apart.
2: Yeah, they had a player sent off uh, just before half time. there, Manly, and um, also a couple of sin biddings, I'm pretty sure. One for, one for both
1: sides again, but I think, yeah.
2: Manly come out to belt us, and, you know, they did as such. It was just a, a big, strong pack from them, and um, I'm pretty sure it a fair few of them are from the Parramatta district, so a lot of um, a lot
1: of tension, rivalry yeah. there.
2: So um, yeah, they just uh, the young fellas didn't want to match up and merely come out to just dominate the pack, and that's what they did. And their um, their backs are able to just run right from there. Unfortunate,
0: but into a positive result. Tasha Gales, the girls, getting their first win of the season. Parramatta Eels eight to the Knights four. Uh, Shondell Akabu and Chelsea Austin getting tries there. So, yeah, the girls on the women's, I think it was the day before the International Women's Day, sorry. Yeah, the girls.
2: Yeah, um, the number five, I can't remember her name. I I might be able to quickly look it up. But um, for a winger, defensively outstanding, just like love the contact, love putting a body in front, um, and was desperation. Actually, it was Chelsea Austin. Um, Love, like, she could see if the team got a ball away and she'd chase him down. She's quick. Um, she could be a, a name to watch out um, for the N- NRLW in a few years' time.
0: There you are. You've got the early uh, ham with his well known uh, scouting eye has scouted <laughs> you a name already. Uh, okay, then on. like uh, some Bulldogs players. <laughs> and then on to the Andrew Johns Cup, which saw Parramatta Eels twenty six victors over the Central Coast Roosters eight points. Try scorers Cooper Sinclair, Javan Hawkins is how I want to pronounce that one, Josh Taya, and Blaze Talagi. And I don't want to do a, a disservice. I'm just going to say a Takasima, and I won't try to butcher that last <laughs> name. And
2: we, we ha how.
0: Okay, that's that's better than anything I was going to throw out. And Takasima uh, three off the boot from what was that
2: five tries? So not about outing there. Then in the Laurie yeah, Daly uh, Cup. Sorry, I just just quickly, you know, if you get to, if you got to watch this game on the live stream, or if you know go back and do so, it was a really good team performance. The uh, the halves um, got their hands on the ball, got the ball wide. There was a few offloads in there, and um, actually Takasima. Uh, was unfortunately denied a, a it was a hundred percent try. Everyone in the grandstand saw sort of yeah. the ground. The referee and touch judge didn't somehow. Um so he got he would have got two there and he was just a beast. His size and um moving to side to side they couldn't contain him.
1: The sixties was running the colour commentary on the NSWRL stream once again and he said that there were two circumstances where the heels had scored what they felt were obvious tries that the um, referees and touch judges conferred and overturned much to their um surprise. So um, some rough officiating in of the juniors there, but the Eels apparently were very good. I think 60s highlighted the halves as did Ham just then. And then um, I think the centers and maybe in the, the forwards, I think it was usual. It was Kobe Herford. Kobe Herford. Good, good, uh, Kobe Herford. Kobe Herford. Good again here.
2: Very good game. Um, You know, he's he's actually a year young, so he's only 15 and um he played most of the game and, What's really good at that age, you're showing a bit of ball playing. Like you see him um, you know, players a bit before the line. So he's a bit undersized, but um, good signs to see he's not just um, powering through at mm-hmm. fifteen years old, he's actually got a bit of skill.
1: Beautiful.
0: And then into the Laurie Daly Cup, Paramount Eels twenty one, getting a field goal there. Uh to Central Coast Roosters ten. Uh try scorers, David Lange with a brace, Lachlan Vale getting the other try. Goals, Joshua Russell, four off the boot. So he must have got a penalty goal as well. And also Joshua Russell slowing the field goal. So great results in three grades. Not so great in the mats and the ball. On to the news items. Club record membership of 26,500. I think that's, yeah, That that's the most members we've ever had. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. I'd say and so. And a
0: ball hasn't been kicked as yet.
1: Yeah. And so they're setting the bar pretty high for the rest of the season as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was exactly for this season, but I know the CEO, is it Sarantinos? Jim Sarantinos, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was pumping up for 40,000 members uh, in the long run. So um, fingers what'll, crossed we can get some more members out there.
1: What'll be interesting to see is that assuming they can continue this growth trajectory for the membership is when do they and when and, and how much they issue a cutoff for ticketed membership? Because if you've got forty thousand members, obviously not all of them are going to be ticketed. But with the capacity of uh, Bankwest being only thirty thousand, with corporate already in the in that number, well, what what's the general allocation going to be if the support for the EELS keeps growing?
2: Have to build a new stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I don't think it's out of the possibility there. It's only thirteen and a half thousand members, and you know that includes. Uh, non-ticketed members there too so you know it's only or even if you want to get a ticketed membership i think they said um for a family of four in the general admission it's 300 dollars for the year i think that's right
1: yeah i can vouch for that yeah the um, ga membership is yeah. really good at the moment
2: yeah so that's seven dollars a ticket per game like, that's ridiculous value yep and then
0: uh there's not really any other news items and it's floating around that we're getting pretty close uh, to getting a deal with Reid, potentially.
1: Yes, that was the report yesterday, wasn't it? That's correct. Yeah, he came out and said that all the other playmakers got their deals and he wants to re-up with Parramatta, which would be fantastic. And that would mean, I know that there was an article saying that Parramatta have like 14 off-contract stars at the end of this year, but he's the only one that really matters as far as the continuity of the top-grade team. So we get him locked up and then I think Ham, you'd say Kane would be the next order of, um, of affairs. No?
0: Yeah, although know. I understand Evans is fielding some interest from the Super League. Yeah,
1: and so it's a matter of what's on the table uh, abroad and in the NRL, and if he wants to settle for uh, you know decent compensation here, but not the max value he could get otherwise. So and there's a few. If
2: you f- want to just on Reed, sorry, just go back. That's all right. It was about Reed, a good interview. Uh, check out the Ice Project with um, Isaac Johns. Does a good interview with uh, Dylan Brown and Reed Marnie some interesting insights there into their training with Andrew Johns and uh, how their uh, sort of mental toughness, I suppose, and dealing with um, the the pressure of 2020.
0: Yes. Well, that's what we need. We need to deal with it better than we dealt with the pressure of 2018. But we're going to get to that a little bit later. So that'll wrap up the news. The other news item was for the Bulldogs today, yeah. but we'll woof. get to that in the first grade review. Yes. Uh, junior Rep <laughs> Preview on Saturday, the 14th of March at Ringrose Park, 1pm, Eels taking on the Western Suburbs Magpies. Then in the Harold Matthews, Eels taking on Western Suburbs Magpies, but that's at 10am on that same day out at Ringrose Park. And then in the middle, this is a bit of a break from what usually Usually they go Tasha Gales, Matts, then Ball. Um, but this week they've gone Matts, Gale, Ball. Uh, so 11.30 a.m., Eels taking on the Penrith Panthers Saturday 14 March also at Ringrose. You going to be out there, guys?
1: That's the plan yeah, unless um, something else comes up.
2: Just looking at New South Wales Rugby League Match Centre at the moment, they actually have the Tarsha Gale starting first at 10 a.m., so...
1: It's obviously subject you know, to
2: change. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: that that was I pulled mine from the club's website, so it may well be that they've got it wrong because it is a break with uh, what it usually is.
2: Yeah. So it, either way, it starts at ten, and the last and ten eleven thirty one. That's the the schedule of the games.
0: All right, and then we'll get to the Andrew Johns and Laurie Daly taking on G N Tigers. Is that Great Greater Northern Tigers? I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, against the Els, eleven a.m. on Saturday, fourteenth March at mckinnon Oval in Aberdeen, and then at twelve twenty p.m. Also mckinnon Oval, Aberdeen is the Laurie Daly Cup. Um, so if you want some details and if you want the live stream, go to New South Wales RL, uh, um, if you want to check those out, L, or are they, they're also streaming on their Facebook page as well. Is that right?
1: They should be, yeah. yes.
0: Right, let's jump into the top three grades. In the flag, Eels, apparently in second position. Take one, oh, <laughs> I I that. seventh position <laughs> <laughs> um, at Seatown Stadium, Campbelltown, 3.10pm, Saturday, 14th of March. We'll go through the team list for the Eels. Sean Russell, Sean Russell, Solomon Naiduki. He's coming back from some injuries, isn't he? Off last year, or very injury affected last year. Yes,
1: yeah. He missed. Um, was well, it the back the back end of the season? A... Yeah, Ham's got him tipped as his um top try scorer for the competition, alongside having a, a terrific individual year as it stands. Be very interesting to see how he goes because he's he's built like a tank. He's a, a very powerful flanker on that left. Is it left edge?
2: Ham, winger. Yes, yeah, is. Yeah. winger. Simple as that. Just. Pitcher your typical Fijian winger, that's what he looks like. I'm you know, sorry to generalise there, but he's just, just built.
1: <laughs> I mean the Eels have had a pretty good eye for Fijian talent on the on the flank, so it'd be good to see him progress this year. And he'll get his opportunities um outside a, a young playmaking core They'll be looking to get out wide and utilise his strength and speed. And
0: then in the centers Emmanuel Tumavave Gerard. Well JP Nora slots in at center as well. Uh, why the shift for Nora to center?
1: I'd I'd say it's just a, a lack of top end speed, probably. Um JP was a very well rounded fullback, but just didn't have the you know, the legs I'd say to to stay at that elite level at the back. But um because he's got that well rounded skill set he transitions pretty well to center, I I'd, I'd say. Um because he was, was like
2: we'll a gun.
1: No, I was, I was going to say we saw the club experimenting with him and Johnny Fenua last year between uh, centre five eight from fullback last year, and I think that they're settled on him as a centre. And I
2: also then say, oh, they have um pretty big, pretty high opinion of Sean Russell there, and
1: and Josh Torpiloto as well.
2: Yeah, so you know I think it's just maybe to progress his career as well into first grade if he makes it.
0: And then we have Sam Louisu. Is that how
2: it's pronounced? It. Yeah.
0: Louisu. Yeah. Um, I got. Followed on Twitter by a Peter Luizu. I wonder if that's a relation. So
1: <laughs> I, f- I feel like
0: there you are, Peter. Cheers. Yeah. Shout out to shout Sam. Out, we hope going to have a good game Sam on the weekend. Pete.
1: This will be. Um, <laughs> I mean, we didn't. We didn't have a chance to watch the Penrith trial because the Penrith. Um, the Penrith flag trial was at the same time as the or next to the same near the same time as the Beega trial. Um, but I'm not sure if Luizu played that game. So this will be our first real chance. It did. This will be our first chance he to get a look did, at yes. him, though. So he was um a very handy district rep to play in still eligible first-year ball, obviously. So hopefully he has a good game.
0: And then Clayton Fulalo and Jacob Arthur, the nepotism pick in the number seven. <laughs> <laughs> only joking, only joking. <laughs> um, Brad's then- going to hunt you down. <laughs> He's coming for you. <laughs> he should. He's going to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, people that are running with that crap need to, you know, lay off a little bit. What's
1: the uh, game yeah let, let, let the let the player speak for himself with his his play and you know and obviously don't be nasty to him if he has a bad game but you know call for him to be replaced if he you know warrants it rather than saying outright that it's nepotism because by every indication that we've seen in the preseason he's looking like a pretty handy number seven in that grade
0: then into the forwards Hollison Hughes that front row pairing we've been talking up or at least ham and 40 have for the last two two years or so and then at the number nine Kyle Schneider we hope we ha- he hasn't an- uninterrupted. That's right. Season this so, year, yeah, that's
1: it. potentially the new South Wales front row right there. Uh, I think if they stay healthy, they'd be very hard-cased not to pick all three of them in the starting pack come, uh, mid-year.
0: Then on the second row, Penny Tohi and Shabel Tassapale and Asatazi James. Are those is is that name around the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> It (laughs) It could go either way. Uh, Interchange bench, Jaden Yates, Mark Tepu smith Oliver Clements, Elbert Tuate-Fave, Charlie Murray, Jack Cobalate, Christian Savanea, and Jaden Skinner. A lot of those names will be familiar to our listeners um, if you've been following over the last couple of years with
1: Mattson Ball. It's good to see big Mark Tepu smith back from the, um, the Northern Beaches. He had a little sabbatical over at Manly. Um, him and and him and Albert Etuwatii Farve give a lot of beef on the bench, so it'd be interesting to see how they. You saw him. Team, yeah. Big Team, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they play off the first ro- first rotation of of Hollis and Hughes, who are just very well rounded props. They sort of bring everything into both facets of the game. Whereas these two boys are very devastating ball runners with good offloads. So that could be yeah. you know if we can if we can control the ruck, they'll be a pretty devastating devastating one two punch. Um,
2: and all all Jaden Yates there, who's yeah. A, Utility, Pretty um, handy hooker slash lock, so yeah. he's got a bit of size about and, him. Uh, and um,
1: Ollie Clements, the Central Coast um, recruit.
2: Yeah, he was the only New South Wales under-18s player last year to not be signed to a club, so that goes to show you the sort of
1: he's got a, we're looking at. got maybe. a got a good pedigree there, So, but he's um he's a bit of a development prospect as far as putting on weight, getting ready to play, um develop into a flag role.
2: Smart footy player, though, what I've heard. Very smart. And then we'll jump into New South Wales Cup,
0: which you'll see the Eels taking the Bulldogs, taking on the Bulldogs sorry, on Sunday, the 15th of March, 1.05pm, also out at Campbelltown Stadium. Now, this will be your free Channel 9 uh, Canterbury Cup game. So uh, tune into Channel 9 at 1.05pm on Sunday, the 15th of March to get a view of our reserve graders. And they'll be running out as follows. Will Smith at fullback. Um, that's
1: a controversial pick.
0: Uh, after the... He's
1: got his his ankle shattered against Penrith.
0: Well, not so much Will Smith, but I think we had some discussions previously about uh, Johnny Fanua putting in a really good preseason, and I can't see him in this team list at all. Um, We're also missing Ethan Parry as well. He's on the extended bench for first grade, but um, I assume he comes in for Levi Dodd or something like that. Wait,
1: Parry's in the first grade team?
0: Wasn't he on the extended bench in the first grade? I
1: thought it was Jennings, Salmon... Cafusi and Smith, uh, Stone.
0: No, sorry, you're you're right, you're right. So I think I think, Parry I think you know, either under an injury
1: cloud or something. Yeah, I'm not sure if between Fannull and Parry there's a couple of injuries at play there. But um, I I mean, I don't want to hope injury on Johnny Fannull, but I hope it is an injury in the sense that he didn't get uh, overlooked on a form basis. I hope it, you know it, it's a little niggle or something that's keep him out because he was so good in the preseason. And I think you know if you're you're awarding guys turning up and, and putting in games, it'd be very, very unlucky for him to miss out in round one.
0: Well, let's jump through the rest of the team list. Hayes Dunstan, George Jennings on the wings, Levi Dodd and Jamin Salmon in the centres. In the halves, it's Jai Field at six and Ellie Lovito at seven. Can you tell us a little
2: bit about Lovito? Is that somebody you've come across before?
1: He came to us by way of the Dragons. Is that right, Ham?
2: Yeah, so two dra- ex-Dragons in the halves for us.
1: Yeah, he, um, he's been a bit of a utility back for... For Saint George in recent um in recent years as the the cutters I think they were in the, in the iteration in that uh, Reggie's grade so he's been pretty handy he's floated across the back line and I thought he looked pretty good in the preseason um I don't think he's going to be a superstar in the grade by any means but if you're a superstar half in in Reggie's it means you're probably going to be playing NRL rather sooner than later and that's just not going to be the case for us here behind Moses and um Dylan Brown. But, uh, yeah, I thought Levito looks pretty good in his, um, his uh, hit-outs, and I thought Jai Field was exceptional in the limited um, chances he got after joining the club late in the preseason.
0: And then the starting front row is Alvaro and the gun, Kafusi, Rhys Davies at nine, Ray Stone at second row with El Zakem. And David baby. Gower locking it all out. And then the interchange: Brad Keegren, Andrew Davies, Stefano Otuikumanu, and Marquesi Makatoa. So Brad Keegren would sort of play that dummy half off the bench role.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested um, to see what the balance between Kieran and Davies is, because Davies has struggled in the number nine, and Kieran's been quite productive in the reserve grade level in that role.
0: Because from memory, We're Davies played so, yeah. in seven last year in the the finals run.
1: Yes, correct. And Kieran's probably the He's best the best goal kicker in the team as well
2: of a spine shuffle. Yeah. An old... Yeah, uh, know, Jay Field, the fullback. Dave Davies into the halves. Kieran into the into hooker. We experimented with it a bit mate, last year, but... Mary McGregor just smiled somewhere when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I don't, you know, it's 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 something that could be looked at. I don't know, but you, uh, the one I'm looking out for is Big Bad Stone Cold Ray Stone. Last time he started on in the second row, scored four tries, so, you know... And Andrew Davy back to the 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 bench, so maybe yeah.
1: A... You no, know, I think this is just a, a process of easing him back in. He's um been,
0: yeah. He didn't feature in the preseason. Yeah, did. he's
1: been out for a while dealing with some injury issues. So um prior to prior to that little negative run of injuries, I believe he'd been having an outstanding preseason. So I've got him. I had him penciled in our uh, previous as one of the players to look out for for a, a, deb- a debut this year. So hopefully he can get right and um push into the starting team.
3: Where else did we get uh, Eli? Oh, sorry, Ely...
1: He was he was a Parramatta junior who went to the Bulldogs or was it the Tigers ham? Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Um spent a couple of years there and made his way back to the club. So that's um pretty cool.
3: Just looking at the team, like for me personally, I'm looking at who is contracted to Parramatta, like praying that they do well, and obviously Davies' spot, Stefano and Davies has got a roster spot and Stefana's got a roster spot. So I'm hoping they can like force their way down the track
1: starting lineup. Yeah, certainly that's okay. a that's a good point, Bertie. You're looking for your um, your top 30 and your D6 guys to step up in the opening rounds and, and push for those uh, spots in first grade. Well, not so much the D6 guys who won't be eligible until post-June 30. But
3: Same thing would be like with um, Levi Dodd. Like, Is he a contract with Parramatta? Uh,
1: no, Dodd would be a Canterbury Cup contract. The player that would uh, would have a D6 contract but is um, unavailable for selection at the moment due to a jaw injury is... Uh, uh, Watson Halita. Watson Halita, who was in, um, on track to be right in contention for like one of those fringe spots as well. So it's a shame, but he'll be back soon. Um,
0: Halita was the, the Tigers player Tigers of the year. Tigers recruit, is uh, that? Yeah. Player of the year from he the had Regis big, team. some big, some big raps from there. Uh,
1: but yeah, looking at that team, you're looking for Jame and Salmon to have a big game in the centres, although that can be kind of difficult for a centre if the ball does not come your way. Um, Oregon Kafusi, who was very unlucky not to make the first grade team, should hopefully, you know, state his case. And, and like Cam said, Ray Stone's the other guy, I think, that you want to be really seeing put his best foot forwards and, and putting pressure on Brad Takarangi. Or even, you know, at another spot in the team, whether it's Penny Terepo or Brad Takarangi.
2: And that's the bottom line.
1: Because <laughs> Ray Stone says so.
2: So who will be captain? Would be Gower? Uh,
1: Gower would be a good pick, but um, Stone was captain when he was healthy last year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him with the C next to his name.
0: All right, so don't forget, 105pm on Sunday, the 15th of March. He'll have three games. I, th- I think first grade doesn't kick off until four o'clock because it's still daylight saving, So that I think the last game of the round kicks off at six um, on Sunday. So you'll have a little bit of a break between the end of this game and the start of first grade. Uh, were
1: you ready to bring in 60s? Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get 60s on the line. I've, I've paged him and said we're calling, so let's see what happens here. One sec. Let's get the phone going. We're legit now. <laughs> Hello, you've reached the Parramatta podcast. I'm there. <laughs> you there, mate? <laughs> Yes. yes <laughs> Welcome. Mate. Now, um, can we get your credit card details before we start?
4: <laughs> well, look, I've got them ready. I've also got the uh, my mother's maiden, name. <laughs> and maiden, my first pet. So I know I can trust you fellas with all those details.
1: <laughs> so for all our listeners, this is my good friend and cohort at the Cumberland and 60s, who um does those sensational train reports and is now moonlighting as a color commentator for the um, New South Wales Rugby League every other week well, you know, you've got to keep them out. <laughs> Diversifying the um, skills portfolio. That's it. That's now, it. I'll throw it over to Hamish, who's going to walk us through the team list and get into the um, the game preview. But, um, yeah, stay on board for that.
0: And, and just at the back end of doing the first grade preview 60s, um, if you were able to hang around, I wanted to just ask you a couple of questions about the district reps.
1: Sure.
0: Too easy. All right, well, let's go to first grade. Um, team list dropping this afternoon. As we mentioned before, there's probably two spots on the bench that um, we thought might have... Uh, other players might have got up, but uh, it is what it is. And Bulldogs being affected by two of their good players in Oakenbore and CHN dropped uh, sensationally this afternoon um, over an incident up at wasn't Coffs Harbour this time, no, but it was an hour and a half
1: <laughs> hour and a half down the road in Port Macquarie. So the mid north coast is not a happy hunting ground for the dogs.
0: Um, but we won't go into that because details are just uh, coming up at the moment. So uh, no need to uh, speculate. But for the Eels running out, Clint Gutherson at fullback. On the wings, Maka Sebo, Blake Ferguson, Michael Jennings, and Walker Blake at in the centres. Waka Blake coming back from that shoulder. Uh, he has been in contact uh, training for the last two weeks, so good to see him named. In the halves, Dill Brown, Mitch Moses starting forwards, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo, Hooker, Reed Marnie. In the second row, Sean Lane, Ryan Madison. And at lock is Nathan Brown. On the interchange bench, Brad Takarangi. Marada Neacore, Kane Evans, and Penny Terapo. The extended bench is Will Smith, Ray Stone, Oregon Kafusi, and George Jennings. Um, now let's just jump into the Bulldogs and then we'll discuss them both. Uh, fullback, Dylan matenny Lesniak On the wings, Nick Meaney and Christian Crichton. In the centres, Remus Smith and Will Hopawate. 5'8", Brandon Wakeham. Halfback is Lachlan Lewis. Starting props are Aidan Tolman, Dylan Napa. At hooker is Gem- Jeremy Marshall-King. Second row is Josh Jackson, Joe Stimson. And 13 is Adam Elliott. On the interchange bench, Dean Britt, uh, Tuamaga. Renouf Tuomaga, sorry, Raymond for Tyler Mariner and Kerrod Holland. And then the extended bench is Hickey Ogden, Jake Avarillo, Sione Katoa and Jack Cogger. Um, So just to start, Kerrod Holland, he appears to be their uh, bench utility. Um, And I know Jake Avarillo was uh, talked up as a potential wing option for the Bulldogs, but it looks like he's a bit further down the depth chart considering Christian Crichton has got the go ahead of him after Auchinbaugh's uh, been stood down this week. Okay. That starting 13 is exactly as we discussed mm-hmm. in the preseason, and we actually uh, correctly predicted what the interchange bench would be, although we didn't say that would be our preferred. What do you guys have to say? I,
1: I, I can't yeah. complain when 16 – I'll say 16 because I don't mind the Takarangi selection on the utility role – Although I would have preferred Ray Stone, but when 16 of the 17 selections hit the mark, it, you can't complain too much, especially when that starting 13 looks sensational. Uh, it is disappointing that the gun didn't get the nod over to repo um, and I, I think he was outstanding in that penrith trial. But maybe there was um he was kind of you know mediocre in the Perth nines and didn't exactly shine against South Sydney the week before the penrith trial, so maybe that counted against him. But that is an absolutely cracking top 13. I like uh, I really like two parts of the bench there, in Kane and Murata. And I think that Tackers is fine as a utility pick, so I can't complain too much.
4: It wasn't really too much of a stretch to see uh, tackers in there in that utility role on the bench. Uh, Morata's a bench player that we've been talking up quite a bit in the preseason for you know this perhaps being a, a genuine breakout year for him. And uh, Kane Evans was also a, an easy tip for one of the uh, prop rotation spots. Uh, Penny Terapo is obviously the surprise selection. Uh, I had a few, a couple of discussions up on uh, TCT around the bench and uh, around the fourteen spot. Um, nowhere in the discussions did uh, Penny Terapo <laughs> really feature. Um, look, it's. It's a surprise in one respect. It's not a surprise in the, in another. There's a there's always been a, a history of um, a preference for known commodities being selected in the uh, in the Eels team. Um, now, when I say known commodities, I mean um, the players that they bring in, whether they're you know regular first graders or they're uh, someone that's debuting. They've got a pretty good idea about what they are going to offer on a consistent basis, and I think probably Oregon let his chances down in the nines and in his uh, his first uh, trial run. Um, I spoke to him by trial at 20, and he wasn't happy with his own form in that game. He remedied that with the form down in Bigger, but I think they're going to look for a little bit more consistent form uh, from him before uh, he gets uh, his next selection in NRL. In the meantime, they know what they're going to get from... Penny Terapo, they're going to get those charges from off the off the back fence. We know there's the risk that those hands will drop a ball or two, um, but that ball is is literally in his court for how long he holds on to his first grade spot. For the moment that he lets uh, lets himself down, uh, I'm pretty sure Oregon will be ready to pounce.
2: Hey, 60s, it's uh, Ham here. How do you yes, think Ham. we'll um, use Takarangi off the bench? You know what? What you know with Morata there, you got the second rower. How do you think we'll be using Tacker um, in in the months of thirteen? There,
4: well, I actually see uh, Murata as a middle. I think Murata okay. will be used as a middle. So we're we're talking about um, three middles in uh, in Kane, in um, in Marata and in Penny. And I think you'll see uh, Tackers probably um, playing a, a back rower back row spot. Um, and of course, as as we as you. Alluded to there anyway. um, Murata can cover uh, back row as well if needed, but I think his impact now is being around the middle of the field. So
0: that's where I think um, uh, Murata will uh, will be playing off the bench. Having said that, do you reckon Tacker comes in lane as opposed to Ryan Madison? Ryan, eighty minutes.
4: Look, I suppose I suppose the advantage with with Tacker is that he could probably play either side because when he's been out in the centres, he's had that capacity to play either side. Um, probably I'm seeing him, I'd be seeing him on the right side, um, edge. Um, so, you know, perhaps that's giving Ryan Madison a rest. But um, I, I don't think I'd, I'd restrict it, um, you know, to uh, Madison. I think if uh, Lane needs a rest, he's uh, at the same, same situation. I think Taka could cover it.
3: Sixties, got a question for you. With um... Yeah, sure. Rick, with Regan Campbell Gillard club recently, do you feel um, he's outperformed? You know, those three have been under Brad Arthur.
4: Well, I'm. I'm real sorry with that. I'm. I'm not getting that. Um, your uh, audio through there that we, we kept uh, kept cutting in and out. So uh, you might be able to repeat it, or if one of the other boys heard that uh, question.
0: I, th- I think the question is more: uh, How do you think the other? I guess we see bench props in Kane Evans, Dan Albari, Alvaro and Penny Terapo, how will they respond given that RCG, after a pretty weak last two years, has come in and taken a starting spot straight away?
4: Look, I think the big part about any team dynamic is respect. And from the moment that RCG landed at Eels training, it was all about uh, very quickly establishing that he was a starting front rower. It was evident to anyone that was watching... um, Training and especially once they got into the opposed sessions, that he was making a statement about who he was and what he was going to bring to the team. I honestly believe that um, you know every player that's there accepts that he's he's been um, a quality first grader in the past. He was hitting back heading back towards peak form in the latter half of last year and. He's made every post a winner at training. There, there is not a single thing that I could criticise him about in what I've seen in pre-season training. He's, he's been absolutely outstanding. He's been a leader. Um, any thoughts that people had about him back and into the defence with his carries, uh, I, I didn't see the slightest bit of evidence of, in that in any of the opposed sessions. And might I tell you, some of those opposed sessions were absolutely ferocious with what was happening
0: in defence out on the field. And all this talk of uh, respect—you've got Corey Parker um, (laughs) breathing heavily.
4: (sighs) Yeah, look. I I think I think when it comes to um, the team selections, you're talking about trusting the bloke that's alongside you, and you know perhaps um, that might even account a little bit for the omission Mm -hmm. of Oregon Kafusi, and that, and not that other players don't don't it's not a maybe it's trust is, is a little bit the wrong word but um knowing what they're going to get from the bloke alongside them is uh very important and i think that um you know when you've got someone who's um delivered in the past has been delivering on the training paddock and in, in the trials and then you know oregon's just was a little bit off the pace in the trials and um you know i think that um you know having someone in there like um you know, like, like RCG, was going a long way towards uh, establishing dominance for the Eels forward pack. Um, Kane Evans, he had an outstanding year last year. I don't think there's any doubt uh, about the fact that he was going to be on the on the bench there. Um, so as far as Danny Alvaro is concerned, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's going to be disappointing for him. Um, but knowing how he applies himself, um, he's got a history of really, you know, Putting in the hard yards, um, you know. I, I'm looking to him to um, produce in in uh, reserve grade or in second grade the sort of form that will uh, demand uh, attention for uh, potential first grade selection. Uh, don't I, I? Don't question that he will respond with the wrong sort of attitude. I, I, Danny's just the sort of bloke that he hasn't got a good attitude. He's got the best attitude when it comes to preparation. Um, he's he's like he's very much like David Gower. You know, David Gower um, prepares the same with the same, maybe even takes it up a notch as he gets older. And you just know that he's saying to the coaches, uh, if you need me, I'm ready. And I think that's really what um, the attitude that um, Daniel Alvaro will take as well.
0: All right. Well, let's get on to a preview of Thursday night. expected to be a sellout, 8.05 at Bankwest Stadium on Thursday, uh, kicking off. 2020 season. Uh, first, I'll start with you, Bertie. Uh, first try, scorer, eventual score, um, and any other little bits that you want to throw out? Yeah.
3: So um, I'm thinking uh, Gufferson scored the first try. Uh, I, I think it's, I want them to smash them to be honest. I want to win like, you know, 40 nil, but I can just see. Uh, don't the let, dogs you, just don't see- let your memes
1: be dreams, Bertie.
3: <laughs> I can just see the dogs. They just, um. I don't know what, it's their game style. They just drag us down and we just play stupid to them and, Hopefully we buck the trend and, you know, win. But, um yeah, Gufferson... I'm typical Gufferson have a big year in my predictions. Um, But, yeah, uh, hopefully he scores the first try and,
0: yeah. All right, 60s, I'll get you next.
4: You have to be crazy to go past one of the wingers to get the, the first try. So I'll I'll go with Sivo. Uh, I won't make any surprise selections with that. Uh, score line, uh, 28-14 to the Eels. I think there is the potential for the Eels to register a blowout. Uh, but... Uh, I, I'm not going to pick it because I'm not on in a big way. In some of my uh, predictions, so I'll, I'll leave it at 28 to 14. But I'm going to I'm going to say don't be surprised if it is a a big score line because I honestly think that the Eels are coming out in round one to make a statement. The Bulldogs have been weakened by those couple of late withdrawals and um, it might get ugly.
1: Forty. Well, sixty just said it was crazy to go past one of the wingers, and maybe I am crazy because Mitchell Moses is returning to his old stomping ground, where he carved up in his his maiden game on Easter Monday and scored the first try and whatnot. So I'm I'm tipping M M to start um start the account early and get the first try this um this Thursday, and I will back it into a uh, thirty-two to who's who, who's goal kicking for the Dogs. Uh, Carrot
0: Holland's them. done it before. Off the bench. I can't wake him, yeah.
1: Wakem, so I'm going to go thirty-two to eight. Wakeham's going to miss two attempts at goal. Uh, so yeah, thirty-two to eight. Mitchell Moses first try scorer
2: and him. I must be crazy too because I think <laughs> Junior Paulo. Oh yeah, I
1: love it. I love a fat man meat pie. Good pick. Uh,
2: off a short ball off Nathan Brown, I reckon right, right in the middle of the field. And I'm not as confident. I think eighteen to ten to Para.
1: I mean that that's a good pick as far as the dogs managing to bring us down to their their grindy play style, but like sixties
2: dogs will bring us down and the refs will allow it to. I, I don't think the refs will penalise the dogs because being an opening game, um, you know, wanting to be sort of, at, at quotation marks, open game, um, which it won't be because the dogs will just lay all over the ruck, which people won't care about when there's only four penalties in the game.
0: All right. Well, I'm leaning on your side as well, uh, Ham, which I, although I'll, I'm going to have a winger in Ferguson, first, but a close affair, a lot of rain around. I know the drainage facility is quite good at Bankwest, but we're also playing 8.05, and uh, Bankwest has the propensity to be a bit uh, bit of a dew on the surface when it's a night game, mm-hmm. uh, plus being round one. I uh, don't think it's going to be high scoring, so 14-12, Eels, very close affair.
4: Can I just ask Cam, has he got confused between first try scorer and first goal kicker? You know, like we know, Junior Paulo can, um, can land goals with the best of them. So, and um, you did look. Come on, you did see him practicing his goal kicking at, at Eels training. Are you? Yeah, I did. Have you maybe been swayed by that? You, you know, It's it's no. Um, you know, he's a he's a talented individual. If you, I think you were just got to be a bit, a bit excited watching him nail them from the sideline.
2: Well, he's got those big meaty thighs. He can definitely kick a ball with. Oh, no, forty, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, Actually, well, what about his forty? First try and first penalty goal to Junior Paula eh?
4: <laughs> and first forty twenty.
2: Um, first twenty First 20-40, There we go. <laughs>
4: oh, there. You know, I, I have to hand it to the Power Podcast. The, the, um, the tips, the that's uh, the scoops are flying thick and fast.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Your one stop oh. shop for all the all the um the big um hot picks, hot time, hot uh hot takes and whatnot for the RL. <laughs> all
0: right. Well just to wrap it up, we've got um Oh sorry. Change the page. Uh, <laughs> since, <laughs> since 98, 43 games played, 20 wins to the Eels, 22 to the Bulldogs, one draw in there. Um, the Bulldogs, looking at their photos, they don't have a uh, jersey sponsor. So how the mighty have fallen. Um, two results last year, Bulldogs 12-6 in that second last game. But in the opening, after letting 12 nil, we were eventual winners 36-16 round two last year. Uh, form guide. I don't know if there's much form guide you can really re- read into it because those were all last year's games. Um, and, well, they've got key wins at this venue, but they're counting Parramatta as Parramatta, old ex-Parramatta Stadium as opposed to Bankwest. But I think the Bulldogs are undefeated at Bankwest
1: so, at this yeah. point. They've only played a handful of games, but I think they are undefeated. Two games.
0: Yeah.
4: Can I give, so it's can I time to... Stat? Can I add a bizarre stat? And this, this flies in the face of my prediction. In compiling uh, my preview for uh, TCT, I came across an uh, unusual match figures, which was that since 2011, there's only been two instances where the total match points, uh, sorry, where the total points scored by the Eels against the Bulldogs has exceeded 20 points.
1: <laughs> I've backed for 40, so there we go. <laughs>
4: so it's, um, now, bear in mind, uh, most of those occurred before the the most recent uh, six to eight clashes. So that's 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 going back a bit. But even then, in those last six to six to eight clashes, um, we're still not talking about um, you know too many times where the uh, where the eels have been able to get past twenty points. And sorry, I should say the bulldogs had done it had exceeded it about five times, exceeded the the twenty points five or six times in that period. But most of those were prior to the last uh, six or eight encounters. So um, they haven't been high-scoring affairs. Uh, in fact, if you were a punter and you were taking the total match points, um, there's actually been a propensity for there to be less than 30 points per game in the Eels, Eels and Dogs classes. So back, uh, back
1: the Eels into under 30 points score total.
4: Well, or just take per, the unders. <laughs> per, take take the unders on the on the match points line. Um I wouldn't do that because I'm not a logical punch. <laughs> and, and the and the and the moths coming out of my wallet are a testament to that. Um, but uh, you know, it, it is an interesting stat that they haven't been high-scoring affairs. Um, yet I reckon there could be a blowout this week. And I, I, I just think, just like um, Penrith faced last year with off-field dramas, and you know, coming just before the season started,
1: they can really dis. you, really dis- can't it? Yeah.
4: Oh look, and and you know, just as we started with injury issues in in 2018, and Penrith had off-field dramas and injury issues in 2019, the Dogs have got a worst-case scenario, you know, with injuries from the from the um, the nines, and then the um, and then these field dramas.
0: Really Sixties, so I think you might, might be uh, missing out on one of the well-worn NRL tropes. Do you think they might be able to build a siege mentality?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can see the headlines coming out, can't you? Dogs embrace siege mentality as they enter, you know, enter the Thursday night.
4: Dogs of war. Yeah. Siege mentality in dogs of war. Yeah. You know, all the all the beautiful cliches coming out. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I honestly, think you've got to have you have still got to have the troops for that. And as much as I respect their efforts, um, you know, if. If players played a potential, I'm talking about the Parramatta players, geez, it's a
0: tough-ass. Yeah, there's certainly a talent gap there, and I don't think body would hold anything against you um, by saying that. Um, all right, well, yeah. I think we'll wrap up first grade there. Uh, hope to see you all out there at uh, Bankwest805. If not, tune in on KO on Fox Sports or Channel 9 if you can't get out to the stadium. And now, just before we let you go, 60s, um, your work uh, commentating for the... Um, Andrew Johns and Laurie Daly for the Eels. Uh, are you travelling around to all these games, or do they have you uh, doing it at like some sort of video?
1: They got the uh, bat phone. Yeah, they get on get on to get onto the bat phone the day before.
4: <laughs> no, yeah. I've, I've just been I've I've just been called upon for uh, by the New South Wales Rugby League for um, matches that are home matches for the Eels. So I've I've simply covered the uh, match at Guildford. A couple of weeks back, and then the match at Wente, uh this week. So, no, I'm not I'm not struggling with the matches. Um, but look, it's been a good experience. I've thoroughly uh, enjoyed it. Um, and uh, the the uh, main caller, uh, Morgan Campbell, does a uh, You know, quite a, an astounding job considering we're often getting updated team lists two minutes before kickoff. So, so they've uh, all got
0: jersey you know, numbers, though. They don't have any blanks. You no, know, they've got. The, <laughs> <laughs> they are on the uh,
4: on the first grade team. They've uh, they got jersey numbers. They just like
0: to change around
4: the jersey numbers before kickoff. That's the that tends to be the challenge of the uh, for the caller.
0: And now we've seen a couple of uh, players from Andrew Johns or Laurie Daly come over to the MAP SG pool. Um, who are your standout players in either of those gra- grades?
4: Look, I'm 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 going to be honest that the uh, the Laura Daly Cup has been a little bit on the ugly side to watch. Um, If you're talking about uh, someone that's likely to challenge to get up to SG ball level, you're probably talking about David Lungy. Um, He's he's the go to man for their attack. Um, He's only 17 this year, he was playing in the Mats last year. So he's the one that's a, the chance of uh, of pressing his claims and maybe getting a shot in the SG ball. In the Andrew Johns, it looks like um, a very balanced uh, team that uh, obviously got good strength in the 16s this year. I like the looks of the halves Wickham and uh, and uh, and um, uh, Billy Salagi. Uh, they, they do quite a. Uh, they combine well. they have very good organising halves. Good kicking games. Um, Huey ha Howe in the Out in the Sands is uh, a bit of a weapon. And uh, Herth in the forwards has uh, caught the eye with um, with his uh, with his play. And I believe he's also a younger player and uh, would be eligible for mats again
1: next year.
0: All right. Well, thanks very much for coming on, Sixties. Can you just tell us where we can catch on game days? Uh, Sorry, I... Sorry, your
1: face. Yeah, you cut. You cut out of my microphone, so he, he missed you on um, through My floor.
0: apologies. I just wanted to ask, uh, say thanks for coming on Sixties, but um, also, where can we catch you when uh, you're hosting or doing the the radio call for, or is it radio, or is it the TV call? No,
4: it's a, it's a, it's been a live stream. So, ah, uh, um, yes, the live stream. On,
0: where can we catch you yeah, when that's on?
4: Um, so it's just the New South Wales Rugby League uh, website and they uh they put up when they've got the live the lives just for uh, Laurie Daly and andrew johns uh you can you can go there and uh they've got the link and uh they it's quite clear which match it is that's being covered so um they're there in the archives as well if you want to go back and have a look at the um the, the vision and catch up on my dulcet tones um with uh with my Insightful analysis. I think. Sorry, can't say that a
1: straight face.
4: <laughs> so, um, uh, as I said, it's uh, it, it's been really good. So, yeah, if people want to check out the the vision of the the players who are on the fringes of the uh, elite uh, senior the elite junior rep teams, uh, check it out. New South Wales Rugby League.
1: Thanks very much, Sixties. Cheers, mate. No, no Happy New
0: Year. Sixties. See you, mate. See ya. Bye. Hooroo. And don't forget, you can catch all of Sixty's work over at the Cumberland Throw as well. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up with a bit of off, uh, well, off-topic conversation. Birdie, what have you been up to? Antagonising those? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still, uh, yeah, well, I'm
3: just, uh, they're just so stupid and easy to roll <laughs> up. Like, like I made a post. Um, look, it wasn't, I just made a, I just posted a gif of, um, you know, the, uh, a kid dancing. The tune of the West Tigers finishing nine. And oh my God. And some West Tigers fans called our stadium Lumpin'. And I'm like, what the fuck is Lumpin'? Like, that's not meant to be on Twitter. It's just They just can't help themselves. Like, can, can honestly someone, like, it's like me saying if straight face West Tigers are going to make the ache. Can anyone say if a straight face that Bankwest Stadium is garbage? Like, that's what they just did. So, oh, I don't know. Maybe we should just ship their fan base to West Australia and just leave the club <laughs> here. But they're just. <laughs> It just triggered me so much, and it's just all because of one lady, one catfish lady. It's just <laughs> other than that, um, yeah, nothing else happened. Um, what NBA about uh, that
1: that contract? Is it get how close? Oh, is it? yeah,
3: it's oh, it's it's so hard because we're off once we offered him a tournament, we've offered him a contract, he's declined it, but it's got down to like how much guaranteed money. So without going into like the whole um how it works contract wise, um, the club I don't like it because the club is making him out to be greedy and. If that's your star player, you shouldn't be doing it. Like same thing with like your boss. Like you want your boss who you if your boss wants to resign, you you going to bad mouth them in public. So mm-hmm. it's a recipe for disaster. But um, other than that, uh, nothing else has happened actually. Uh, yeah, I've been quiet on Twitter actually. Yeah, over to uh, forty.
1: Oh, for the the nice little pass over there. Great segue. Um, yeah, so. It's been a pretty quiet week for me outside of Rugby League. I was trying to think. The NFL CBA is dragging out with the players digging their heels in and refusing to uh, seriously knock out anything that the um, the NFL and the owners are throwing towards. I mean, understandably so because, you know, they're going to be locked in for 10 years. They need to get this right. Uh, can't think of much in the NBA that's happened. Uh, oh, there was something I was meant to say. Now I've forgotten it. Gosh, dang it. Uh, any. Any any um cues here, guys? I can't think of anything here. I'm just trying to think what happened in the world of sport. Women's lately. t20. Women's t20 is a is a great point. That was I was so stoked for that crowd. That was such a great turnout. Um, it's a shame it, it fell just short of the world record. Uh, I think that was held by the women's soccer world cup final a few years back. But to see that many people turn out to the MCG and to see the girls really shine on the um opening stage. It was funny seeing Alyssa Healy play like Gilchrist rather than her, um, her familial bloodline when it came to the bat, but she had a sensational opening innings that really put the game beyond India's reach when she came out and blasted. was a 75 or 76. Um, she was just knocking around with authority. So, uh, great, great effort from the girls and they did it without their best all round player. And, and there was another, uh, notable outage on the bowling stock. So they weren't, weren't exactly at full strength and they, they certainly, um, gave India a real big lesson about performing on the big stage. Uh, Tons of credit to them.
0: Yeah, well, that was where I was going to go to, but you've already summed Well you,
1: up. Well, you, you preempted me there. I asked for a, a prompt, and you gave it to me, and I got to run with it.
0: Well, I just wanted to say, you know, it's 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 not very often you'll have a final where you've won it with uh, about 15 overs to go. Yeah, that, that was
1: such a dominant opening stand there, and um, you, you could just tell that the, the backs were broken when they, they dropped. I mean, they dropped early on for relatively, I wouldn't say tough, but it wasn't regulation chance. But, yeah, once once those te- first 10, 15 overs were Played out, they just had no chance in here.
2: And Ham? Um, well, I've been buying toilet paper all week, so I'm stocked up. The house is full, but you can't leave my room because you want toilet paper <laughs> in there.
1: All hail Ham, um, king of the toilet paper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah. Um, I, I Googled the word lumpen because I'd never heard it before. And uh, according to... I needed to know what it meant. And, you know, it, uh, in Marxist contexts... Uninterested in revolutionary revolutionary advancement, and I think when you take it into in terms of that context, it's wrong. Um, Banquest is a huge revolution for rugby league. So um, Tigers so the, think that
3: it's the anti Leichhardt meaning a eh? because they're so happy with Leichhardt and this is all new to them. Like they don't know, It's like it's like slums living in a posh you know house. Yeah. Like, what do they if, do? They still shit on the
2: rugs. If any ground was to be labelled lumpen, uh, it would be Leichhardt. It's mm. That's exactly – so I suppose it takes one to know one. Maybe, you that <laughs> ex- maybe you um, send that back. But other than that, um, just really tired from work. That's all I do anymore. It's just work. Work,
1: work. Work, work, work. work. Okay. Uh, there was one thing I remembered, uh, Hamish, you might be able to elaborate on this, but um, there was an important lesson on logo designing this week uh, when the LA Rams relaunched. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, from I,
0: I, memory, I the um, LA Chargers did something a couple of years ago. So- yeah, L.A. Uh, I think it and got it, so much flack back with it. So
1: I think it pertains because yeah. both the the Rams and the Chargers were clearly riffing off the L.A. Clippers, um, and you know another a big existing super franchise in the um the western western seaboard there. And I don't, it, their logo has nothing to do with a Ram now. It's just insane, and it's so bad that it's going to get a, a redesign for sure. But um, for those that haven't seen it, just Google it and you'll look at the old one, which is an actual blue and white ram, which is what their, their team name is. They're the rams. And the new one, which God knows what it's meant to be.
3: By the way, Hamish, didn't you mention something on the Discord? Um, people fighting over the, uh, the coriander because of ham. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, yeah. I went, there's, uh, there's a place where I get my hair cut and there's a, a, a pork roll shop right next door. And as I was walking in... um. There
2: was a, an
0: argument going on as to whether or not you should have coriander on your pork roll. Um, quite, <laughs> well, heated have,
2: quite heated argument. Quite heated. should have introduced them to the pod and, you know, one of them would have been re- correct and one of them would have been incorrect. <laughs> we all know
3: it be re-
1: correct. <laughs> 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 yep.
0: Um, and, and one last uh, – I don't have much to touch on this week. We already touched on the- Chelsea. Um, other than the guitars flogged every week, but, um, yeah, you know, the game not played in heaven um, – shout out to uh we've got a new listener who i work with a new starter at my work eric uh so shout out to eric Um, eric eric the eel hey eric (laughs) (laughs) well eric was fortunate enough to be in melbourne or unfortunate enough to be in melbourne for our uh finals loss and then caught up with the boys at a pub afterwards and apparently one of his mates uh had some rough words with some of the boys about how much money he'd lost that night um and was told quite shortly uh whether he wanted to go outside, to which he uh, declined. (laughs) So, uh, words of wisdom, don't try uh, uh, G-up 100-kilo footballers uh, after a big
1: loss. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, at any time. At any time, but definitely not after a loss. Yeah,
3: Stick it to Monster only. All
0: right, guys, well, we have eight games of football on this weekend in the first grade, and then we have all the other grades, is back start of the season. Although um my wife is a maid of honour on Uh-oh. Saturday at Uh-oh. a wedding. Uh-oh. So I've got to be out at a wedding all day Saturday. Uh, but I might have the uh the phone does, sitting under the table. Does
1: does Kaya work well on mobiles? Yeah yeah it there works we fantastic. Go. too easy. Just get the um the little the Bluetooth earbuds in as well and then you're um you know Robert your father's brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got the sound pete so yeah I might get him in. Um, all right <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll wrap it up there. Uh, in League uh, this weekend, and we're back, baby, ready for 2020. um, And we're going to be hitting the pedal to the metal. Um, Looking forward to it all.
1: Cheers. Catch you soon, guys.
2: Cheers, guys. We raise our to the sky.